We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it's April 24th, it's 2023. We have a seven-game baseball slate to talk about here on today's podcast. If you're hanging out with us live on Sunday night on YouTube, what's up, YouTube? Hope you're having a fantastic weekend. If you're listening to the podcast, I hope you had a fantastic weekend too. Joined today by my good buddy, Keith Eister, Eyes819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much, man. Uh, a little bit of everything on this Sunday, actually. Uh, we had some baseball all day long. Nice little NASCAR race. We got NBA playoffs still going on. I didn't catch any hockey playoffs today. I don't know who who played for hockey, but good time of year. Lots lots of fun stuff with the NBA playoffs. NASCAR in full swing for sure. Um, saw you wrote up an outright on Kyle Busch. He got the win at Talladega today. So okay day in DFS for me in NASCAR. Could have been better if not for some late race stuff i had a bunch of bubba wallace he he didn't quite make it there at the end uh michael mcdowell got in some trouble early that hurt me um but solid day overall just because of the betting so congrats to you and and your nascar package um good day yeah i think that like that last green white checkered i had six of the six of my outrights were in the top 10 and i was like oh man (laughs) if i don't hit an outright today like (laughs) i was like oh but I, i did want bubba to win I had an outright on him. I had some props on him as well. Um, I had a lot of him in DFS. So, like, I really wanted to see him win. I'm a Kyle Busch fan, so, like, I'm conflicted. Um, I, I really want to see Kyle do well with the the Chevy camp this year. So, I, I mean, I was, I was – I don't know. I'm so iffy about the race in general because I don't know what to, like, think of it overall. Um, I will say 
the Golden State Sacramento game was phenomenal. phenomenal. So yeah. we, Eric and I, were doing um, the Rotor Grinder Series XM show that we have um, every weekend. We have Saturdays and Sundays for anybody that has XM and wants to listen. So we were doing the show, and like we were watching that game and sweating it out and talking about bets and just how the market was just going up and down and up and down. So it was it was a lot of fun, but just watching that game, Barnes got a really good look right there, like. I you can't ask for a better look, and I know Barnes wanted to make that so bad. So, um, I mean, just a fun weekend in sports. Um, I mean, we got like you said, everything's kind of in full swing. Baseball season, we're getting into a month of baseball season now, so lots to talk about. You can start looking at some season stats, even though it's still small sample, but you can kind of get an idea of maybe who's hot and who's cold, who's not pitching well, who's pitching well. So, all that stuff um, as well. But yeah, I mean, seven games, a lot to talk about, a lot of pitching options. Hitting is going to be interesting because I think there's a lot of good arms on this slate. So I'm really interested to get your thoughts. Um, I've already looked at the slate once today on XM. So I have a kind of an idea of where I want to be as far as like the slate as a whole. And again, I want to rant that we don't have the 630 and 640 games because it would make this 10, it would make a really fun 10 game slate, right? Like sale against Baltimore. Bradley against the Astros, Ivaldi against the Reds, Lodolo against the Rangers, like just adds more to the slate, but whatever. Um, I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing me complain about it now, but I'm still going to complain and rant because, hey, that's what I like to do. <laughs> All right, we get started here. White Sox and Blue Jays. It has a nine total in this game. The Blue Jays are 166 favorites. It's Lynn and Bassett facing off against each other. Any interest here in Lance Lynn? This game, like, kind of, it, it's a good way to start off the slate because it, it's like the pitchers are both pretty good. The offenses are both pretty good. Um, I don't. Lynn has has had his struggles to start off the year, though. Um, he's given up multiple runs in in every start. I just I don't know that I'm gonna go there on this slate against this Toronto offense. Toronto is pretty right-handed heavy. Lynn obviously struggles with lefties quite a bit. Um, the addition of our show is certainly helpful for Toronto here. I wouldn't try to talk you off of Lynn. I just, I think there are options that I prefer. Um, I don't love his matchup here against Toronto. Like even the righties are, are really powerful. Um, they did get a little bit more left-handed, but not a ton of lefties in this lineup. So I like from a handedness standpoint, I don't hate the matchup, but just they, there's a lot of power in this lineup. The Toronto bats are really patient as well. And Lance Lynn just doesn't quite look right to me to, to begin the year. So um, I think I prefer the other side of this. Um, I'd rather go to Bassett. They're in similar price tiers. Uh, and there's some other pitchers on the slate that I, I just prefer. I mean, for years, we've talked about Lance Lynn just dominating right-handed bats. Um, it's yeah. just been his thing. And like, we really haven't seen that yet this year. Like, his strikeout rate is actually higher against lefties. Um, he's giving up a ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate. His swinging strike rate is still really solid. Like he, that is one thing that he still has going for him. He's still generating a lot of swinging strikes. Um, that's, you know, kind of a positive note when it look when you're looking at like his season numbers as a whole. But I mean, there's still like is he really going to continue this high of swinging strike rate? It's tough to say. Um, I mean, the advanced numbers say that like he should be pitching better than he is. And he's getting a little unlucky as a 7.5 ERA and a 3.99, you know, Sierra and 4.05 XFIP. 
his whip is what's crushing him right now. He's walking players. He's getting unlucky when it comes to BABIP. His BABIP's over 400. If it was a different spot, I could see taking some shots on Lance Lynn. There's just going to be more arms that I like today. And if, again, like Keith was saying, I don't think I would necessarily talk you out of playing Lance Lynn, especially if they roll out that like six or seven right-handed, you know, lineup. Like that's the type of lineup that Lance Lynn could dominate. Um, so I, with his struggles with walks and command and getting a little unlucky to start the season, I mean, start walking guys and the blue Jays will punish you. I mean, they will punish you. So that's just why I'm off of him today. I, like I said, I, I don't think I would talk you off of him. I'm also not playing like 150 teams. Like he would be really close to being in my player pool in 150 build. Um, Bassett on the other side of this game has been someone that has, you know, another pitcher that has kind of struggled to start the season. We've seen this with some guys. He has bounced back. He's pitched really well in, um three straight starts i'd say really well he really hasn't had like a dominant game but he really pitched well against houston last time out he's just been so dominant against right-handed bats this season um that's a good thing for him coming into this matchup you know ben Nintendi and sheets probably the only lefties that he's gonna face another guy that's like fringy for me because the lineup potentially is going to be really good for him. There's strikeouts in this lineup. There's not a ton of power on the left side of the plate and that's where he's been struggling. So like you said, like it's two above average pitchers and two above average offenses. Yeah. I I have some interest in Bassett here. Um, It's part of why I don't think I need to play Lance Lynn is because like, I can save 400 and just play Bassett, and I prefer his matchup a little bit. Uh, Tim Anderson on the IL, one of the Sox, the White Sox best hitters. I think that's a pretty big deal here for for Bassett. Um, you mentioned Ben Intent. Like I'm not, I'm just not scared of the lefties in this lineup. Uh, and the White Sox have honestly underperformed. Like they going into last year, that like everybody thought they were going to win the Central. The Guardians ended up um, taking that, and the White Sox had a down year. And we're kind of seeing more of the same carry over into this season. Um, and they're dealing with injuries again with Anderson on the IL, Mancata as well. So it sets up well for Bassett. You mentioned Bassett's su- struggles to begin the year. A lot of that was velocity induced, and it, he's still down from where he was last year. He was n- around 92 in his last two starts, but he, he came into the year around 91 in his first two starts. So he is trending in the right direction from a velocity standpoint. You mentioned the really good outing against Houston. I felt like he got back on track in that one. This White Sox offense, like there's like so much talent among the White Sox hitters, but they just have not performed over the last year plus now coming into 2023. So I'm not scared of the White Sox offense. I think Bassett's a pretty good pitcher and him getting back on track in his last one. I'm willing to take some shots here. Like I said, I think the lineup potentially going to be really good for him. Um, So in that aspect of things like could, I mean, so I'm so distracted right now. Like I ended up making a lot more money on FanDuel um, NASCAR. They just like updated the start, like finishing positions. <laughs> and I, went up, like, I went up like 1800 bucks. Um, nice. Yeah. I'm not going to complain. So a little distracted, but going back to Bassett, the potential of this lineup is going to be really good for him. If they roll out that lineup that doesn't have a lot of left-handed power. So I could understand why you would have interest. Cause like, Going to the flip side, right? Like, here's the flip side of this argument. Let's talk White Sox bats. Who do you like? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's tough because 
like you mentioned his struggles against lefties. We want to target lefties. Benintendi's fine, but he's not like this power hitter that I, I need to have in my lineup. Um, like it's just not a very threatening lineup. Sheets has a little pop. He's cheap. Like if you wanted to play Gavin Sheets as a one-off and try to hunt a home run, I'm certainly not going to try to talk you out of that. Um, Grandal has struggled, struggled for two years at least now. Um, like there's just like with Anderson and Mikata on the, the IL, it's not a very deep lineup. Um, Colas is a, an exciting rookie, but he has, is off to kind of a cold, a cold start as well. Um, Berger is somebody who's been hitting really well, but Bassett has really been able to, to limit the damage against righties. So Eloy at 3,500 seems like somebody I should be interested in. Um, but yeah, like I just, they're not left-handed enough for me. Um, a couple of their two, like their two better hitters are, are on the IL it's not a stack for me. Definitely against Bassett. I think you're fine hunting a home run sheets would be the way I'd look to do that. I don't mind Ben Intendi, but not really a power threat so much as he is a non-base guy. Um, don't love the stack. I think sheets as a, a power lefty is, would be my top target. Yeah. I think sheets and Ben Intendi like would be the guys that I'd play. I'm probably not getting a ton of exposure to this game. Sheets at 2,800 is a, a really solid value play. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what he is, right? He has some pop. He's someone that, you know, can really benefit from a pitcher like Bassett. So I think Sheets is someone that I'd be taking some shots on here. And then on the Toronto side of things, I think it'd be a stack for me. Uh, you know, they're just somewhat expensive still as an overall team. And I really just want Lance Lynn to be off of his game. And I think that's how you're going to really take advantage of it. So I think the only way I'm playing them is a stack. I really like Dalton Varsho. Like he's one of my favorite hitters on the slate. I think you could play him as a one-off if you wanted to. Brandon Belt is really cheap as well. I think you could play him as a one-off. So I don't mind the lefties as as one-offs. But I agree. I don't mind the stack either. Lance Lynn's control has not been great. Those two pieces I just mentioned are very affordable. Uh, Belt at 2200 allows you to fit in a Vlad or a Bichette. Chapman's been amazing this season. Um, like all three of those righties are expensive though. So I, I probably pick and choose from the top end righties. Um, like I'm not going to start my stack with Vlad, Bichette, Chapman more than likely. I'm looking to put in a belt, uh, to put in a Varsho and then maybe fill it out with one or two of those high end expensive pieces. Springer certainly in the, in the mix as well. He's 4,600. I, I don't mind that price at all. Kiermaier probably hits towards the bottom of the order. He's really cheap if you needed a little extra value for this for the um to make the stack work, depending on whether Biggio's in the lineup as well. Another lefty potentially at, at 2200 But I, I like I've not been impressed by Brandon Belt, but at 2200 and Lance Lynn's like it's not just recent history. He struggled against lefties throughout his entire career. Varsho's one of my favorite hitters on the slate. I love Belt as a power power guy. Um, and I'm totally fine building out the stack from there, especially with Lance's Lance Lynn's tr- uh, struggles with control here in the early going. All right, we're moving on. We got Miami at Atlanta, eight total in this game. The Braves a two fifty five favorite. Cabrera against Strider. Let's start here with Cabrera, Edward Cabrera. That is any interest in him going up against Atlanta? So. Atlanta is always an interesting matchup uh, for targeting pitchers. Like there, there are plenty of strikeouts in this Atlanta lineup still. I don't love the 7,800 price on Cabrera, but this dude has some stuff. I think there's some strikeout potential here. We just talked about Bassett, who's only 200 more than Cabrera. I definitely prefer that. 
but as a deep tournament pivot, like off of off of Bassett, I don't hate it. There's obviously a cheap guy. I think going to jump off the page to a lot of people today. So I see Cabrera coming in pretty low owned. Um, it's not a safe spot by any means. Like he could absolutely go go out here and give up three home runs. Um, but I do like the strikeout upside and and the potential for for him to rack up I don't eight eight strikeouts in this matchup. So I'll sprinkle him in a little bit. He's not going to be a guy that I play a ton of, but I slight interest. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I could I could definitely see the slight interest for sure. Um, Atlanta is one of my favorite stacks on this slate, and I still have interest in Cabrera because of his strikeouts, and I have interest in like his strikeout prop depending on like what it comes in at here. Because I mean, this is just a spot where. He could do really well strikeouts. I mean, if we look at Olsen, as good as he's been this year, he's still striking out 27.5% against right-handed pitching. Riley striking out a lot. Rosario, Hillard is a big strikeout risk. So there's a lot of strikeout potential in this lineup. So I, I think I agree with you when it comes to that. His advanced numbers are not good this year. And there's, I mean, there's even regression on the four ERA that he has. So I'm, I'm definitely... You get a 96-mile-an-hour fastball in good hitting conditions here in Atlanta. Um, I mean, you ha- I think you have to have some interest in the Braves, and we'll get to that in a minute. On the other side, though, Strider, I mean, he has to be the top arm on the slate. You know, we'll talk about a couple other guys that I really like today, but a 41% K-rate guy against Miami, like, I, this is just not an overthink-it spot for me. Um, I'll, I'll have Strider, if not on all three teams, at least two of my three teams. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just how much do you want to play? He's probably going to be popular. He's very clearly the top arm on the slate. I, like, he has to be in the conversation for, like, for, as far as what we're looking for in Daily Fantasy. He's right there with Jacob deGrom as just ridiculous strikeout guys. 10-9 is probably not enough for this matchup against Miami. Like, they do have a few low strikeout bats. Like, they, they're not going to strike out as much as they did last year. But there's still plenty of strikeouts down at the bottom of this Miami order. And Strider is not necessarily a guy I'm concerned about matchup with anyway. I think he has double-digit strikeout potential anytime he takes the mound. Um, so, yeah, he, he's very clearly the top option, option on the slate. I mean, yeah, where's the power? Solaire? Jazz yeah. is – he has some power, but he also – his strikeout rate through the roof this year. It's over 40%. So, yeah, I mean, Strider should dominate. I mean, there's no – other way about it, he should go and dominate this game. He's coming off. I mean, he has nine strikeouts in every game this season so far. He's coming off of a fantastic start against San Diego where we were very high on him about a bounce back spot after that Cincinnati start where he got a little unlucky. Like, this is a fantastic spot. Miami Bats, I mean, it's a seven-game slate. You can make the argument for game theory leverage. I'm not. I'm not playing anybody here from Miami. Yeah, I'm not either. I was just trying to see if there was a little bit of power that might be underpriced. I, I don't like anybody um, really from Miami here. So it's certainly not a stack. Like he just, like the strikeout potential, it's tough to score a bunch of runs. So you're you're hunting power against Strider. Miami just doesn't have a ton of it. And that's part of why he's such a great play today. I talked about Atlanta. Like I said, I think just looking at like Cabrera's advanced stats, there's some upside in this Atlanta stack today. It's a seven game slate. And I mean, gosh, this guy gives up so much hard contact, so much hard contact, especially to righties. He has generated zero soft contact to righties this year. And when we look at the Atlanta like lineup, Riley and Acuna are like two of the main pieces here. 
we love Olsen against anybody. And then you just kind of fill in with some cheap guys after that. I mean, I have a hard time not stacking Atlanta today on a small slate. Yeah, the only pushback I have is that they're super expensive. Um, yeah, but, there's a cheap pitcher. <laughs> indeed, there is. Um, <laughs> like, and, and Acuna can certainly pay off like 6,500. Like, the, his power, power and speed combination, like, he certainly has multiple ways to get there. Yeah. You, you talked about Hilliard, um, or if it's Rosario, like, there's, there's plenty of ways to make this work because of the cheap guys in the outfield. If Azuna's in there, I know he hasn't been great, but theoretically, he's. He should be a little better than he has been so far. Um, I don't mind Grissom. He like he fills shortstop. He's thirty six hundred. Like and as a way to get these premium Atlanta bats in, yeah. clearly Acuna, Riley are are the top two targets. Um, even Olsen is really expensive too. So it's an expensive stack. I certainly understand why you want some exposure though. I mean, just looking at it in general, right? Like if you're gonna play. Acuna, Olsen, and Riley, they're all over 5,800. You're going to have to play the cheap bats with them. Like whether it be yeah. Hillard or Rosario or Grisham, like you mentioned, you're going to have to play the cheap bats. You're not going to be able to get Albies and Murphy in there too. You can. You can. You're not going to get a top-end pitcher if you do that. Um, or you're just going to play a really interesting secondary stack. Um, because, I mean, if you plug in if you plug in Strider and, say, Montgomery, this is too expensive, you're at 2,200 with those three hitters. So never going to work so i mean you're going to have to get creative on your atlanta stacks you might not be able to go atlanta strider um so it's one of those situations where hey is it going to be the pitching or the hitting in this game and it could be both um and that's where this next game comes in milwaukee detroit at milwaukee this game has an eight and a half total the brewers a 162 favorites we got boyd and ray facing off against each other here any interest here in matt boyd no, I do not. Um, I, Milwaukee is where I'm looking to. I'm playing the Milwaukee bats. I think they're one of my favorite stacks on the slate. Um, like Boyd just hasn't. Like he's not going deep into games. The strikeouts have sort of been there, but like I just don't trust the control. And he's always had that home run problem. So I'm I'm going to be chasing some homers from Milwaukee more than I'm playing Boyd. Yeah. Um... What was my go-to pitch? Richie asked my go-to pitch. I had natural movement on a four-seam fastball, so that was my go-to pitch. When you throw 97-plus and you have natural movement on your fastball, it's probably going to be your go-to pitch. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so Milwaukee for me. Wait, you threw 97? Yeah. I, I, I hit <laughs> I hit triple digits multiple times. Um, I knew I knew we've talked about, like, you're pitching a little bit. I did not know. I did not realize you had 97 in there. At one yeah. Time. <laughs> three, three rotator cuffs, um, torn rotator cuffs later. Um, I can't nice. even throw overhand disc golf shots now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay. I hear you on them. Oh, gosh, man, this is an interesting like debate. I feel so this is a fun way to start the podcast with this game. So we all, we all can agree that Ray is going to be the chalky cheap pitcher on the slate, right? Yeah. Like he's going to be the chalky, chalky pitcher. Matt Boyd is cheaper. Milwaukee is the second worst team in baseball against left-handed pitching this season. Can we make an argument that Boyd is the pivot off of him? I know Boyd, like his walks are the biggest concern when playing him. And there are like Domus is somewhat patient, but I mean, this lineup has been atrocious against lefties this year. 65 WRC plus 32% Ks, a hundred ISO like their bottom three 
in almost every single stat against left-handed pitching this season. So could we potentially make the argument? I don't want to play Matt Boyd, right? Like I, I'm with you. I want to play Milwaukee, but with Ray being like the chalky SP two, most likely, and I like Montgomery in cash games. Going Montgomery Strider, we'll talk about that. But in tournaments, I think a lot of people are going to build Strider Ray teams. I mean, it makes the most sense. Detroit's awful, but I think like just thinking about the other side of this game. A lot of the power from Milwaukee is left-handed. Even when Boyd has struggled this season, he's still been really good against left-handed hitters. So if they leave those lefties in there, like they're not taking Yelich out. Yelich has been atrocious against lefties this year. Are they going to leave Tellus in there? Is Winker going to stay in there? Um, so I want to see what the lineup looks like on when when the lineup comes out for Milwaukee. But I think there's at least a debate to be had on is Boyd a pivot off of Ray in tournaments because of how bad this team has been this year against left-handed pitching. Yeah, I think you make some really good, really good points there. Um, I, I was more of the mindset I'm just going to pay up a little bit more. Um, like getting sure. up to Bassett, I don't think is is too difficult. Yeah, you you lose a thousand bucks from your bats, but that you can make that work. Um, so that's kind of how I was. Looking at this, you make some great points about how bad Milwaukee's been against lefties, though. And I think they're a little bit of an overrated offense in general. Um, Adamas is really good. He's one of my favorite hitters on the slate, in fact. But Yelich is just, he is not the same guy that he was three years ago when he was competing for MVPs. Um, like, yeah, I, I'm, I just, I don't trust Boyd. The, the walks are, are trouble, yeah. but he's 6,600. It's not like we're talking about, Right, like we're asking him to beat Colin Ray. Also, I get the matchup is outstanding for Ray, but it's not like Colin Ray is going to go out there and put up twenty five that we that we're competing with. So, if Boyd can find some strikeouts against a weak my uh, Milwaukee lineup, I I don't hate it. Yeah, and like really quick, just to like expand the numbers a little bit to give us more of a sample size. If we look at from the start of last season till now to get more plate appearances, there's still. I mean, the combined starting lineup is still projected starting lineup is still 27% case. And the biggest thing too, is like there, there are a ton of ground ball hitters, which I mean, could potentially be good against Boyd because he is more of a fly ball guy, but he's also more of a fly ball guy against lefties. And he's done a great job of keeping the ball on the ground against righties. So, and I say, great, it's not great. It's better. Um, so like, a lot of ground balls, some potential strikeouts, a pitcher that, I mean, this dude, if he gets these righties too, like he has a negative 4.4% hard to soft contact ratio. He's generating soft contact. So I just, again, like, do I want to play Matt Boyd? No. Am I going to play Matt Boyd? Possibly depending on the lineup, because I mean, Let's talk about Colin Ray. Let's go to the other side of this game and let's talk about Colin Ray. He's facing one of the worst offenses in baseball. We talk about them all the time. He's coming off of a really bad start against a really tough offense in Seattle. Um, he's been extremely lucky this season. Even in that start, he got a little lucky. His BABIP's at 207 this season. He has a 5.7% swinging strike rate, so he's not missing bats. Um I mean, are we sure that like this is the right play today or should we be paying up and not messing with either one of these guys? Well, I think because of the matchup, you can certainly take some shots. Um, I believe right. it was 
yeah. Tyler, like Tyler Wells, I think it was Friday was like a chalk cheaper pitcher um, and dominated like Tyler Wells and Colin Ray are similar pitchers to me. Um, like the matchup is so good. I like get like, this is a journeyman, like 30 year old starting pitcher who hasn't been able to keep a job in the majors had to go overseas for a couple years. Um, so like, this is not like an elite pitcher by any means, but Detroit is just so bad. Um, and in particular, so bad against right-handed pitching, like second highest strikeout rate against righties, like seven K for a pitcher in that soft of a matchup. Like, yes, Detroit could get to him. Um, but I could also see Colin Wright putting up six, seven strikeouts in this matchup as well. He's not great, so I understand what you're saying, but Detroit is not great either. So I like, I think you can go up to Bassett, like I talked about, but saving the thousand and going down to Colin Ray, I think a lot of people are going to be doing that, and I totally understand why. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't, I'm not sitting here trying to talk anybody off of playing Colin Ray. Detroit's terrible. I'm just saying, like, could this be like bad chalk? That's all I'm saying. Like, if we open up the slate tomorrow and we're looking at projected ownership around 6 o'clock tomorrow and Colin Ray is at 40% projected ownership, do you feel comfortable? I don't. No, I mean, 40% would be a pretty big number. Um, I'm just, like, I'm thinking back to that Tyler Wells slate because, like, he and he wasn't 40%. He was more like 25%. Seven-game um, slate. Yeah, true. And the stack that and we're we all going to like is expensive. And we know we're paying up for Strider. Yeah, we know we want to pay for Strider. Yeah. No, he's so, going to come with ownership. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm with you on, like, the thought of, like, Bassett and, like, taking some shots on him instead. I really do like um, Montgomery today. I can't wait to talk about him. I know it's coming up, but I can't wait to talk about him. So there are other options. Like, my main lineup is likely going to be Strider-Montgomery for what it's worth. Um because I don't think I trust Ray enough to make him in my main lineup. Like if I'm playing like the 121 single entry, I like my main team is going to likely be paid up for both of these guys. Um, all right, let's talk bats in this one. Anything standing out to you for Detroit? I mean, that's why we're thinking about playing Colin Ray into <laughs> ownership on this slate is because Detroit just doesn't have any bats. Um, like, I don't even know where to start. Like Kerry Carpenter, I think has the best matchup. Like we don't have a ton of major league data on race splits either. So we don't exactly know. Like he seems to be a contact manager. There's a little swing and miss in there, but I'm not saying that you couldn't stack Detroit against him. Like he could absolutely go out there and get blown up even by a terrible offense. Like we don't know that Colin Ray is any good either. Um, They're cheap. I, I will say that. Um, I probably would full stack them and just hope that I can blow up the chalk. It would be really the only way or the, the reason to play them. And and I understand that. I don't think it's like, it's not really my style and how I tend to play, but I certainly understand it. Um, I think Carpenter, maybe somebody like Torkelson, McKinstry fills a second base position. You could play Maton there at well as well. He's been leading off. Like these are not comfortable names, but just the leverage you're getting by attacking Colin Ray in a spot he's going to draw ownership, I think makes some sense. Also, like it's, it's good to note that like everything that we've seen from this pitcher is like he is going to give up fly balls more than ground balls, and this is a ground ball hitting team. Like they hit the ball hard, but they hit the ball on the ground. Like Green this season has a fifty four percent ground ball rate, but he also 
has a 49% hard hit rate with a 91 average exit velocity. So like benefiting from a fly ball pitcher, McKenistry, Carpenter, Green, Badu, Verling, like if Baez doesn't play here, like the whole team is extremely cheap and they make like, if you're doing like a four, four type of stack today or like a five, three, I mean, they're a secondary stack today, in my opinion. So the pricing, if you're like me and you want to, like, if you're not playing Ray, obviously, and you don't trust the cheap options and you go Strider Montgomery, um, I'm going to sell everybody on Montgomery. Don't worry. It's coming. But like, if you're paying up for those two guys, plug in three Detroit guys and it opens everything up. It, it allows us to get the angels who we're all going to love. So, um, I mean, I think Detroit's a really interesting secondary stack today. Milwaukee, I mean, this is why I'm struggling with Milwaukee today. It's just like, where am I going? Yeah, Adamas, sure. Anderson, sure. The rest of the team is garbage. I wouldn't leave William Contreras out. He was really good against lefties last year. 3,800, Phil's catcher. Like, Sure. On DraftKings, where you have to play a catcher, I really like William Contreras as well. Tellez's price is coming up. It's lefty-lefty. Yelich is not what he was. He's been terrible against lefties, like you mentioned. So I'm with you on those two. Um, but Adamas, Contreras, and Anderson. I love that three-man. Um, I think we, Winker probably gets the day off. Um, obviously, they had the really tough news. Uh, they're going to miss Garrett Mitchell for quite a long time. Um, yep. So I don't know exactly who's going to be in the outfield. Um, Weimer is a guy, a young guy they've called up. Owen Miller is a guy who has seen some time out there. Both of those guys are minimum price. So these platoon righties, I think you throw those with the three that we really, really like. Um, this Milwaukee ch- stack, it's cheap and it's easy to make. Like Adamus is expensive, but everybody outside of that is really affordable, especially if you're skipping over the two lefties that are in the 4Ks. Like you're into the 3Ks after that. Um, it's a really cheap stack. You're facing a fly ball pitcher who has control issues, like exactly the type of pitcher I'm looking to stack against. Yep. All right. We got New York at Minnesota. Brito against Gray in this one. Eight total. The Twins a 136 favorite, which I thought was a little interesting. Um, not really, though. Like, if we're looking at, like, quality of pitching. Uh, any interest here in Johnny Brito? Like, I'm, I'm with you. I was looking for kind of how we can pivot off of Ray. Um he did get blown up by Minnesota the two starts ago, I think it was. I, like, I'm not expecting that. I also think that he was pretty lucky his first couple of starts. Um, he does have a really good changeup. I, I need to dig into some like batted ball stuff with Minnesota and how they handle changeups before I would be confident in recommending him, um, especially since he just got absolutely destroyed. He didn't even make it out of the first inning in that, that last start against Minnesota. Gave up seven runs. I wouldn't expect that again. I think he's going to have a little more success here. Um, but I, I prefer the Minnesota offense. I don't think I'll be taking shots on Brito. Yeah. I mean, this is a team full of right-handed bats. And from what we've seen so far this year is he just can't get righties out like under 13% K rate, allowing 42% fly balls two eighty-six ISO. I mean, that's why Minnesota hit him so hard the other day is because he just can't get right-handed bats out. So um i mean looking at their numbers he's a sinker baller they hit sinkers hard and their whiff rates are not terribly high so i mean it makes sense that they hit him hard last time they faced him are they gonna do it again tough to say am i gonna play him no i'm not (laughs) 
Um, Sonny Gray is really interesting because Montgomery and Strider are clearly the two better options today. But with that said, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Sonny Gray? Yeah, I'm I'm interested. Um, I like Sonny Gray is a polarizing pitcher. Like I like he sometimes is really really good. It seems like he's struggling more often than he should as well, though. I, I like the talent. He's just so inconsistent. Like he had, he also has that 13 strikeout game on his uh, resume this season. Like he's not that type of pitcher. He's more like six to seven Ks, but there are strikeouts in the Yankees lineup. They're also moving away from Yankee stadium. This one's in Minnesota. I'm, I haven't checked the weather yet for today, but I assume it's going to be cold again in Minnesota. We saw snow over the weekend. If the temperatures are, are going to be cold again, like there's plenty of swing and miss in the Yankees um, lineup. I'm interested in Sonny Gray. I, he's probably going to frustrate me again. He walks too many guys. He doesn't get as many strikeouts as he should. Um, I think just the ballpark shift is is reason enough to chase uh, some of the strikeouts in this Yankees lineup. I mean, we just watched Gaussman mow over this team on Sunday. Um is Sonny Gray better than Gaussman? It's tough to say. Do they have the same type of similar like skill set? I think so. I mean, I think they're a good comp to each other. So I think Gray, his strikeouts are up this year. He's striking out right. He's at a 40% clip this season so far. Um, so, I mean, generating a lot of swinging strikes, showing big upside already this year. So do I have interest in Sonny Gray? Yeah, of course I do. Like, I think this is a really interesting spot for Sonny Gray. His price, like, if you want to pivot off of, like, a Strider Bassett to a Sonny Gray Montgomery, I think that has, you know, some somewhat similar type of upside. So I think Sonny Gray has to be in the mix. Like, you could, you really could just play these top three pitchers today and feel super comfortable about it and not touch any of the value guys. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, the strikeouts are the upside for the strikeouts are there for this matchup for Sonny Gray. Uh, bats in this game, if you're not playing Sonny Gray, any interest here in the Yankees? Some. Um, I mentioned hit, like Gray has control issues at times. Like the walk rate has been around 10%. So I think you can take some shots. Like he's a good pitcher. I don't expect him to get blown up or anything. But if you can get his pitch count up and shorten his outing, get him out of there like before the end of the fifth, then I think that's where you are in good shape. Um, I, I like Rizzo a good amount in this matchup. Um, Judge is obviously great in any matchup. He's expensive. You have to pay for it, but you know what you're getting. One of the best, probably the best power hitter in baseball. Um, really like the price on Rizzo. The rest of the Yankees lineup is tough though. So I don't necessarily love the stack. It's probably like a Judge Rizzo Volpe type of three man for me. Um, just because it's, it's a, a matchup against a solid pitcher um, and like Stanton on the IL Torres is priced up. LeMay, who's not somebody I like to play. And then like you, you do have cheap guys. If you wanted to, to expand it to five, um, I don't mind any of them like Franchi Cordero Peraza. Um, if you wanted to throw a catcher in there, I don't, I don't mind that um, Rizzo would be my favorite judge, obviously, but expensive Volpe. If he's leading off is certainly in play. Yeah, I mean, so he's just been so, like, strong on righties. And, I mean, a lot of the power here is righties. So, yeah, I think um, I think Rizzo for sure. And then 
I mean, maybe Judge, maybe Cabrera, but I'm not going out of my way to play the Yankees here. Um, in the 50s, low 50s for this game, hitting condition-wise. So eight total is probably pretty close. Uh, Minnesota Bats, I mean, the righties. Like, from what we've seen so far from this pitcher is we want to attack him. He cannot get righties out. So I think any, like, serviceable right-handed hitter in the Minnesota lineup today is is interesting, you know? Correa, Buxton, Miranda, Jeffers, um, Joey Gallo, revenge. I know chat was just talking about it. it's revenge in baseball. Come on chat. Uh, what are your thoughts on Minnesota? Yeah. I mean, like we saw them just destroy Brito here recently. So you can certainly chase them. Um, I'm, I'm with you though. Like we've talked about his pitch mix a little bit. The, the changeup is really how he's been successful so far early in his career. Um, so I really want to dig into the the Yankees and how they hit changeups a little bit. I have no idea whether Gallo hits changeups well off the top of my head or not. It's something I'll dig into in the morning for sure. Um, but like that's top of mind. The the Twins are very left handed outside of like their two superstars in Buxton Correa, obviously. Um, Polanco has had some success since coming back. He's thirty nine hundred. Um, if he were if he's had some success against changeups, I'm I'm interested in that. Like the stack, Miranda has been off to such a slow stop, start. I don't know if I get there, but he's really cheap. Um, he fits that right-handed uh, with a little bit of pop from the right side, and he's really cheap. So Miranda is a guy I could see going to. Kepler Larnock are, are fine, but like I said, he's, he's kind of been limiting lefties a little bit with that changeup. So I think you're going Buxton Correa and then looking cheap to somebody like Miranda if you need – uh, Polanco or, or Larnock or Kepler to, to round it out. I'm, I'm fine with that. Oh, man. All right. Oakland at LA taking on the Angels. Oh, okay. 10 total. I was like, I didn't see a total. And I was like, I know this game had a big total. Uh, minus 200 for the Angels in this spot. Waldachuk against Suarez. Any interest here in Waldachuk? No, I pr- I'm pretty sure I know where you're going with this one too. Um, <laughs> the the Angels and how they set up against left-handed pitching, like it is just, it's going to be a really tough day for Waldachuk to get through this lineup. He's really cheap. He did have a good start his last time out, but I like talented prospect. He's he had struggled to adapt to the majors prior to his last start, and I don't think this is a spot that where you want to try to chase him. No. Anybody watching on YouTube? Nope. Nope. No. I mean, as as my as my good buddy Chief Justice likes to say, no. <laughs> Suarez on the other side of this game, I mean, this guy has struggled with command big time. Um any interest here in Suarez against Oakland? He's a better pitcher than what he's shown. He's obviously not right this season. Like it's Oakland. I think you could you could talk me into playing anybody against Oakland, but man, it's been a brutal brutal go for Mr. Suarez. Six walks his last time out. Strikeouts have not been there. Like I just I don't think I'm doing it on the slate. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, you can make an argument because he's 5,800 and he gets a matchup here against Oakland. I mean, that's that's like your argument. But, I mean, just like digging through Suarez's stats, he's got a little unlucky. He's pitching a little bit better than his numbers suggest. But, I mean, there's nothing lucky about or unlucky about walking six guys like last time out. Um, granted, Yankees, Yankee Stadium, big difference. Hasn't thrown over 80 pitches yet because he hasn't been good enough to throw over 80 pitches yet. Um, Oakland quietly pretty decent against left-handed pitching this season. They're 13th in WRC+. plus. Um, so I don't think I can do it. I mean, like I said, he's 5,800. If you want to play a punt pitcher against Oakland, sure, do it. But I'm probably not going there today. Any Oakland bats that you like? I mean, with with his struggles, I think you can certainly take some shots. I don't know if the full stack has enough upside to where I would want to do that. Brent Rooker at 3,400 seems like an outstanding one-off. Love that. He's shown plenty of power this season. Uh, Langleyers fills a catcher position for a fairly decent price. Has the platoon advantage. I like him as well. Um, Like I said, it's not a full stack just because they don't score a lot of runs. It is a ballpark upgrade. I think they're fine as a three-man stack. Um, you could like Ruiz has a, a ton of speed. He's probably going to lead off here. Uh, Twenty-nine hundred has the platoon advantage. He gets on base. He's going for sure. Jace Peterson, a guy that's really handled left-handed pitching really well in his career. Twenty-four hundred. Um, like I don't like just not a full stack. I don't. I don't think they put up six runs in this spot to be able to pay off their price tags. But I certainly think you can either chase one-offs like Rooker who have some power, Ruiz, who has some speed, or you can do a three-man stack. Jordan Diaz, I think, is like 2.7K at yeah, second base. Big, another um, big power prospect. Carlos Perez is, I think, 2.2K at catcher. Like, if you want a cheap catcher um, to play the platoon. I mean, he's he's been really solid to start the year. He's not like this big power guy, but, I mean, he's done a great job getting on base and stuff. So if you want to take some shots on him at 2,200, um, you know me and punt catchers absolutely love them. They do have like Jesus Aguilar as well. So, I mean, they have some right-handed power, some right-handed bats that are, are solid in this lineup. So definitely see them usable as like a secondary stack today. Um, the Angels side on the other side of this game, I mean, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep pounding the horn, dude. Like, I think the Angels are going to finish the season as the best team in baseball against left-handed pitching. This is, lineup is good. Like, there's no weakness. In this lineup, talk to me here about the Angels. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I know you and Dean had that argument about the Cardinals or the Angels. I think they're the clear two top best teams against left-handed pitching. Um, Waldachuk is a guy who has had his struggles. Um, certainly a very attackable spot here for the Angels. You have to pay for them. That's fine. Um, there are also some cheap pieces to help make it work as well. I love Trout and Otani, obviously. Otani lefty-lefty don't care. Trout 5,900. Totally fine playing with that. Renfro at 5,100 feels uncomfortable, but dude has absolutely destroyed left-handed pitching. Like I Renfro might be my favorite option, even over Trout and Otani. Um, just a fantastic spot for Hunter Renfro. Taylor Ward has also been really good um, against lefties. 4,900. I think that's a very fair price for Ward. Rendon has crushed lefties throughout his career. He's 4,400. Um, so like, you're probably going to have to choose, I would say, two from that, like the top five. And they're clearly the top five. Obviously, the talent level drops off. Um, but there are plenty of options in the cheap range. Drury is is my favorite. I know he's off to a slow start. Had an awesome year against lefties last year. 3,600. If he's in there, I love it. Neto is their young shortstop they just called up. 2,700. Probably hits near the bottom of the lineup. But as a way to make this stack work, he's a very nice piece. Uh, a punt catcher... Chad Wallach is probably the guy since, unfortunately, Ohapi's going to be out for a few months here. Um, Wallach is the guy who's been taking over. He's 2,600. So there are cheap pieces. Like, you can use a, Wall- a Wallach or a Neto. I don't love them necessarily as plays on their own. But to be able to make the stack work, to give me two or three of Trout, Renfro, Otani, Ward, I'm all about going going ahead and punting like a position like catcher to be able to make that work. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, gosh, I like everything about the Angels today. Joe Adele is smashing right now in AAA. One time, just call him up one time. This is the perfect spot for him to get some at bats. Um, once, a, like a, I mean, top ten prospect, really. Like we we're seeing Kalenic kind of do his thing. Um, these guys were often compared to each other, so. Man, call him up. This is the spot. I don't know who they send down or whatever. Um, uh, it's more of me just being optimistic about wanting him to be in the lineup at his price. But um, I mean, everything that you said, right? Like we have a punt catcher option here. You know, Brandon Dury throughout his career has been good against left-handed pitching. Renifo throughout his career, he's been good against left-handed pitching. So, um, so many, so many good spots here for the Angels. Um, I mean, my favorite stack in the slate. Not thinking twice about it. <laughs> All right, we're going to Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City and Arizona, no total in this game. Um, Brad Keller, yes, he is confirmed. And it sounds like Tommy Henry will be called up to make the start here. We're going to start with Keller. Any interest in him? I do have some interest. Um, just because I don't think Arizona is – like they're not a, a terrible offense, but they're not they're not going to be in the top, top end of offenses – when we're looking back on this season, Keller has had his struggles. Don't get me wrong. He's a guy who's always struggled with command throughout his career. I think there's a little upside in this matchup. Um, if you're looking for another pivot off array, I don't hate hit him as an option. A little bit more expensive, obviously. So Keller paying off a $7,500 price tag in this matchup against Arizona. The one thing I will say is Arizona doesn't strike out a ton. 
So upside is limited. You're more rooting for Ray to get blown up in this situation than looking for Keller to go out there and strike out eight or something. Um, but I, I don't mind him. I, I think I'll take a couple shots here. Yeah, I mean, so we don't have the information yet on if the roof is going to be open or not. If it is, it's going to be 90 degrees. It's going to be good hitting conditions. Um, in Arizona, you know, we talked about when the roof is open there, it's just such usually um, good hitting conditions. So I want to see that. I mean, this has been a pesky team this year. So Keller's in that range, though. Like, if Ray's going to be chalky and you want to pivot, take some shots. I'm not going to talk you off of it. Uh, going to the other side of this game, we saw Tommy Henry a little bit last year. So it's a sad day because this is the spot that um, this is the spot that Madison Bumgarner would be starting, and we would be talking about stacking Kansas City. <laughs> um, I'm gonna miss him. Gonna miss him anyway. We saw him Henry pitch last season, so he had nine starts. He had a 4.93 Sierra, 1.45 WHIP, 1.9 home run per nine. Only generated a 17% strikeout rate. He'd struggle with fly balls. He just doesn't have like dominating stuff. Like none of his pitches are like expected to be above average pitches. He's not a top prospect. He's not even a top prospect in like the Arizona like organization. He's here to eat some innings like Bumgarner was supposed to do. Um, he's young. Could he pitch a little bit better? Maybe. Has he struggled in AAA this season? Yeah, his strikeout rate's better, but his strikeout rate was fine in AAA last year. So I'm not playing Henry. I know that. Um, do you have any interest in Henry here? No. I, like, he just – I don't see a path to him having any any upside whatsoever, really. Like, the strikeout rate is low. Um, I'm on Kansas City bats for sure. Let's talk about the Kansas City bats. Um, what do you like here for Kansas City? I absolutely love Sal Perez in this matchup. I absolutely love Bobby Witt Jr. in this matchup. Yeah. Um, like those are the two that just jump off the page. There's not a lot of talent in the lineup beyond that. Um, like Vinny P is certainly a good hitter, but I don't love him lefty lefty. Um, Matt Duffy is a cheap infield option. Like he fills second base. So I think you could include him in a stack. Like there's just, there's not a ton of talent outside of the top two. I'd love the top two. If you want to throw in a, a Duffy, um, he, like Isbell would be lefty lefty if Massey's in there, he's lefty though, too, isn't he? Yep, um, yeah, I mean, like finding that third piece, I think I'm fine with it. I think it, it helps you save some money. Um, and you like you get a little bit of correlation there. Maybe Hunter Dozier is the power righty that you go cheap on. He's been brutal this year, but he's 2300. He can certainly find a home run in the spot against a fly ball lefty, but it, it's all about Bobby Witt and Sal Perez for me. Yeah, I mean, Duffy is he's just a good hitter against left-hand pitching. He has been when he's been healthy throughout his career. So if you want to take some shots on him, I don't think I'd necessarily talk you off of it. Um, I mean, assuming that like Reyes is in there, I don't mind, you know, taking some shots on Reyes here. You know, what's he isn't he still cheap? Where is he? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm sorry. Am I losing where, my mind? Where did he go? Did DraftKings just leave him out of the player pool? He didn't get cut, did he? Did he get cut? I don't think so. That, unless I missed it. Fran Mills, what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, he is on this team. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he is. He's not in the player pool. I, I didn't see it. I can see. Oh, paternity leave. Okay. So this is one of those situations. So paternity leave. All right. Makes more sense. I was like, why is he not in the player pool? Um, they did this the other day. Was it Mookie Betts? And then they added him day of when he got activated off the paternity list. So um, check that out. I mean, pay attention to that. If he plays here, um, he's he's interesting in this spot. And then let me make sure. Okay. Hunter Dozier's in the pool. Hunter Dozier has been atrocious this season. Um, with that said, Hunter Dozier's 2300 today. So if you want to take some shots on Hunter Dozier, I like the price tag. These are the type of hitters that I'm going to get into these lineups where I'm talking about playing like Gray, Montgomery, and Strider. And like you, you see the like quality of like talent, and you're like, all right, this could work. So uh Arizona. What do you like here for Arizona? So like they're a little overpriced. I think I'd I'd look to the lefties here. Um Carroll is 4,400. I'm fine with that. Rojas, 4,700. A little pricey. Marte, 4,100. Like, they do set up really well. Like, they have a, a ton of lefties um, to attack Keller with. Like, Carroll, I think, is my favorite play here. Um, like, Pavin Smith has been hitting well since his call-up. Um, don't love that you have to spend a first base position on him, but certainly wouldn't mind that. Like Keller with his control issues, I, I'm trying to debate whether it's a full stack for me or not, um, whether I could think there's enough upside here. I'm pretty sure the Kansas City bullpen has been really bad too, though, so there's probably enough upside you can make this a full stack. Um, I really like Carroll. I really like Pavin Smith. Um, the catcher, Moreno, as, as a punt, he's 2,700. I've been playing a ton of him just because I like the, the potential of this guy. He's been okay. Hasn't showed off a ton of power yet, though. Um, so that's a little disappointing. I think you can make a full five man stack here out of out of Arizona. Like Keller's a decent pitcher, but he he can struggle with command and hard contact plenty. Yeah, I mean, so his struggles with the walks, like I'm always interested in stacking against him because if he is having command struggles, um, I thought you brought up a fantastic point when it came to the bullpen. Kansas City's been the second worst bullpen this season. Um, they're allowing a ton of home runs as well. So I think this is a, a really interesting stack spot. I want the roof to be open. Um, I think the upside is definitely higher if the roof is open. But yeah, I mean, this is a this is a spot. I think the total of this game, what what nine, probably close. Yeah. So one of the, the potentially higher totals on the slate. All right, we finish it out with the Cardinals and the Giants. Eight total in this game. Montgomery against Cobb. If you live in a betting state. For what it's worth, I'm, I really like the Cardinals minus one twenty six today. Um, the money line, so I know that's going to like get these guys excited in chat too because we got a bunch of Cardinals <laughs> fans hanging out. I'm not saying it for you. Not saying it for you. All right, let's get into it. Um, Jordan Montgomery, I've been dying to talk about this spot, and I know you 
know that. Um, Luke AC, we talked about him on Friday. He absolutely dominated the Giants. The Giants are terrible against lefties. They're terrible. I love Jordan Montgomery in this spot. This is a get-right spot for Jordan Montgomery. Um, he's had some tough starts here recently. He is going to crush this team today. Like, this is one of my favorite spots in the slate. Um, I hope that he goes overlooked. I highly doubt that he will. Yeah, this team is bad. It's so bad. The projected starting lineup for this team has a 32% K rate against left-handed pitching this season. As a team against lefties this year, they have a 30.2% K rate. Um, I love this spot for Montgomery. I get it. He is also 9,500. So, like, he can't just go out there and be okay. He can put up like, 35, though. He can. Yeah. Um, he did it against Milwaukee. Back yeah, to my Matt Boyd point. We just talked about how bad they were <laughs> against lefties. Yeah. It, it is a fantastic spot for Jordan Montgomery. I just, I'm going to, I think, I'll have to see his ownership. If he's under, if he's low owned, I'm totally all about it. I'm on board. Paying 9,500 for Jordan Montgomery does not sound like fun. I think he ends up under eight K's here more often than not. So like you need that type of upside when we're talking about almost 10 K he has it in this matchup. You're like San Francisco has struck out more than anybody in all of baseball. So I get why you like him. I knew exactly what you were going to say. Like San Francisco has just <laughs> been atrocious and they've been striking out a ton. That's exactly what we like to target when, when picking our DFS pitchers. So I totally get your argument for me. I would rather say 1500 and play Chris Bassett, I think, unless ownership numbers are just like so egregious in like if, if Bassett's twice his own as Montgomery, then I don't necessarily feel like that. But Montgomery is not necessarily an auto smash for me. I do like him. If he's low owned, I'll play some. Um, but the price tag, like he he needs to do what he thinks you're going what, what you said that he's going to do in this matchup. And it, you could very well be right. He could absolutely go out there and strike out nine or 10 against the San Francisco team. Um, I just have a little more hesitation than you. Freebie for you all that are in chat right now. Montgomery on Caesars is his strikeout props five and a half. So I'll be writing that up for scores and odds, like right when we finish. So freebie for everyone hanging out on YouTube, because this line will not be five and a half in the morning. So um, he's nine K on FanDuel. Sonny Gray is 10, six Strider is 11, two Brad Keller is nine, two. Montgomery's 9K on FanDuel. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Alex Cobb, hey, he's pitching in this game. Um, he's a he's a solid pitcher. Any interest here in Cobb against St. Louis? So, like, St. Louis is amazing against lefties. We were talking about that. They're still really solid against righties, too. Like, this is just a really good offense. Alex Cobb is somebody I've been chasing since he made that velocity jump last year. And, the, like, he just has not been consistent enough. Now he's in, uh, against one of the best offenses in baseball. I could see him having a, a decent game here, but I just I don't know that I'm I'm chasing it against this elite St. Louis offense. It's not like he's cheap either. He's 8,900. If he was 7,900, I would probably take some shots, even in a tough spot. At that price, I just I don't see any way he's paying that off against this really good St. Louis team. He just really hasn't put together like a dominating performance yet this year. So he's going to be the forgotten piece today. Um, I mean, if we're looking at like pitchers in this price range, he's going to be the forgotten piece. Um, could you take shots on him? Sure. You could. Um, I'm, I'm certainly not going to talk you off of it. He's, 
He's a 2.5 X FIP with a 25% K rate and a 3% walk rate. He's generating 59% ground balls this year. So his strikeout rate against righties is 28%. You think about the Cardinals lineup and it's very right-handed heavy outside of three or four guys. So I would not talk you off of it. The problem with the Cardinals is they're a patient offense. Um, They really work pitchers and a guy that really hasn't shown a dominating performance yet this season. That's why I'm worried about playing Cobb here. I'm not going out of my way to play the Cardinals bats. Um, I think the Cardinals score a few runs here. I just, I don't know if it's necessarily where it's going to come from. Um, Is there anything like jumping off the page to you here? Nothing jumping off the page. Um, The pricing is a little difficult. Like, obviously I think you can play Goldie and Arenado in any matchup, but they're, they're expensive. Um, Even Gorman, like I would, I would be looking for a cheap home run here too. Um, but Gorman's priced up to 4,400 new bars, 4,300 Donovan, like he'll probably lead off at 4k, maybe Donovan. He's not really a one-off type of guy though. Like I'd rather play Donovan in a stack. So I think I don't want to stack them necessarily. Tyler O'Neill might be my favorite play at 3,900. I think you can find a, a home run there. Um, I know Jordan Walker hasn't had a ton of power, but obviously the, the potential is there. Um, so I, you, I could be talking to some Jordan Walker as well. But I'm probably just looking for a cheap home run here. I don't think it's a, a stack for me. Yeah, Gorman, if Newt Bar leads off, I don't mind him. He's at 4,300. Gorman's at like 4,400. I would prefer the lefties. Um, I mean, Cobb has been really good against righties this season. Um, I prefer fly ball hitters, which, I mean, they don't really have a lot of fly ball hitters. So, you know, we'll have to kind of see. Um we were doing the we were doing the podcast or not during XM and like Contreras got ejected, so I I would expect him to be back. He just snapped his bat or something, whatever. Soft <laughs> ejection. Um, I have no interest in the Giants today at all. I, I think that this is a team that struggled enough against left-handed pitching that I don't have to play any of these guys today. Yeah, I'm I'm completely on board with that. I'm just I'm worried about Montgomery being able to actually get to eight or nine strikeouts. I'm not concerned that he's going to get blown up here by any means um too many lefties i will say like montgomery is not a guy i like to stack against but jd davis has had a really good season he's 3900 like if you're looking for a, a bat to play against montgomery he, he'd he be the guy plenty of leverage there um but yeah i'm not stacking san francisco by any means all right let's play the morning grind game and then we will get out of here for today under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? It's hard to ignore Colin Ray's matchup today. Um, he's, I don't think he's anything special as a pitcher, but its it's been the best matchup for right-handed pitchers going back all the way to last year. So give me Colin Ray. I really want to take Matt Boyd with this one, but I don't know. I'm going to go Edward Cabrera. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your who's your pick here today? Lance Lynn has a tough matchup against Toronto. Um, they've added a few lefties to that lineup. He has not looked right this season. Give me Lance Lynn, 8,400. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go Alex Cobb. Tough matchup against the Cardinals. I could easily see him you know, getting there and, and crushing, but not something I'm going to be taking. Over 4K to hit a home run today. Who do you got going yard? I love Willie Adamas today. Um, Matt Boyd has had a home run problem throughout his career. Um, fly ball pitcher, good spot for Adamas. I'm going to go Hunter Renfro. I 
enjoy Hunter Renfro against lefties. It's usually a very profitable situation. Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits today. I'm sticking in that same matchup. Brandon Drury, 3,600. Hasn't been great this season, but look at his uh, numbers against lefties in his career. He should he should get back on track here. I, I mean, I think I have to say Brent Roker. He's way too cheap today at 3,400. Um, Suarez has been struggling. Him or Zach McKinnistry. I like both of these guys today. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. I'm going to go with Milwaukee. Um, I certainly understand your points about Matt Boy being a decent option to pivot. They, they've been really bad against lefties. Um, I'm just like, they should should be inside because it's it's Miami in April or Milwaukee in April. Um, should, should be solid hitting conditions because they're going to close the roof. Boy can certainly give up plenty of fly balls. I think they hit a couple of home runs today. They get to six runs. Yeah, I mean forecast is projected low 40s i highly doubt the yeah so they're, they're closing the roof you, you shouldn't have to worry about the weather um i don't want to say la i feel like that's cheating like kansas city um give me detroit detroit's gonna oh. score six runs today have they scored six runs yet this season <laughs> i have to go back and look it's very so possible curious. they have not <laughs> Okay, they have. April 15th, they scored seven runs against the Giants. Um, they've done it two, three, four, four times this year, it looks like. Maybe five. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, making bucks. Give me Detroit. I like Detroit today. I think they're a really interesting like dumpster dive stack. So, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I don't have anything else. All right, that's going to wrap it up here. For Monday, always appreciate everyone hanging out with us live on YouTube. If you want to hang out with us live on YouTube, subscribe to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. We are quickly getting to 500 subscribers. Thank you all so much. Um, hit that notification button, and as soon as we go live, you'll know. Most of the time, it's around 10 Eastern um, at night. And then, yeah, I mean, hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. I think we have a special guest tomorrow. I think you all enjoy. Good luck. We'll see you tomorrow.